Welcome to the Young Baptist Podcast, a podcast committed to the centrality of the gospel and to encouraging believers to be captivated all over again by the beauty and glory of Christ. My name is Josh Johnson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Clay Maynard. Clay, we're back. That's right. Happy New Year to the Young Baptist Podcast community. We took a little longer than we had anticipated or even planned, but hey, we are here and we are ready to go. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. And to those of you who have been waiting, we're glad to be back. It gave Josh and I a great time to refresh, to recuperate, to come up with some fresh ideas. Yeah, I think the big reason we took so long coming back was we just kept running out of opportunities to sit down and actually, you know, whiteboard what we were planning to do this season. Yep. And we, we had some exciting ideas. It just took us some time to get everything together. And we're really grateful for the time off. Absolutely. But we're, we're stoked. And is stoked a, a word that we use today? Is that a, was that, was that uh, 90s? I, when is Like, stoked? I'm not the person to ask that question. <laughs> I think you're supposed to say like yeet or something sometime. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We are glad to be back. No cap, Josh. No cap. I'm not wearing one, actually. Neither are you. But <laughs> as long as we don't say groovy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would not be groovy if we said groovy. I don't think either of us were live when that was in. No, I don't think so. Not that I know of. I mean, you are 31, so you were probably close. But Josh, did anything major happen during your time off? Um... We traveled to Wyoming. Oh yeah, you basically made. Yeah, he he basically made a a track to his hometown in Wyoming that was reminiscent of a Christmas movie. It really was. Josh, explain what happened. Yeah, you flew so we up there on Christmas Eve. We flew from Panama City to Denver. In Denver, we drove to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and stayed the night. And then on Christmas morning, we woke up and there was snow everywhere unanticipated snow and we had to drive another like three hours to Casper <laughs> the first like 50 miles there was the roads were covered there was no plows out because it's Christmas morning oh my goodness and uh so yeah that was uh that was an adventure and then we were there for like five minutes and then flew to Tennessee and we were there for like <laughs> three minutes and then came home <laughs> I told Josh this sounds like the set of a Hallmark movie like I was like if you guys get broke down and stuck like with a bunch of people at a hotel that you end up having Christmas with they're gonna have to make a movie about yeah, it yeah and it would have been rough because the person at the front desk that night in Cheyenne I would not have wanted to spend a holiday with <laughs> Oh. I didn't have anything major happen. We had a pretty normal Christmas outside of some terrible tweets and Facebook posts that I stirred up some controversy over. Very unpopular, but correct opinions. Fair enough. I That was so long ago, I don't even remember what you said. Um, I kind of took a shot at people's level of adoration for their pets. Oh, yeah, that I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, They all came for me, Josh. It was bad. But I survived and I learned just how deep the affection runs. I love dogs and cats, but man, these people, it is like they're children. Mm -hmm. uh, you do not come for the pets. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, well, you live and you learn, man. That's <laughs> that's probably one of your lessons for this year, right? Uh, you live yeah. and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh, that brings us to what we're going to talk about for this episode. We're going to talk about 2021 lessons learned. Yep. And we're going to talk about goals for 2022, both for ourselves personally and for the podcast, lessons learned, goals for the future. So what about you, Josh? What are some lessons you learned this year? In 2021? Yeah. 2021, personally. Last year, I guess. <clears throat> I learned that just from some different things, it, I don't have to do everything. 
and it's important to delegate. I guess that's sort of even from a professional standpoint, like I'm a very, I don't know if I'm technically type A, but that's the way my mind works is I'm just like, if it needs to be done, let's get it done and do it. And I've now granted, I'm still learning it. But one thing I learned last year was it's okay. And it's actually extremely beneficial to trust other people to do stuff and not feel the need to actually have to try and do it all yourself. So that's something I learned last year. Are you the kind of person who goes behind people to do it better? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that will ever end because I don't really do I'm really that. bad about it. But what you just said is so important. I do that at work. You know, I'm bi- I'm bivocational. I'm here at the church part-time, but I work full-time in in the finance industry and I find myself regularly because I'm a manager. I find myself knowing what to do and just doing it. Right. Rather than training and developing people and that not only empowers them because it makes them more competent and advances them in learning. It also frees me up to do the, yeah. the important, the most important things, not just the most pressing things. Well, it makes you feel better when you're doing something and you've, you've taught, trained somebody and released them to do it. And there's that weird tension that comes up inside of you when they're doing that. And you're like, Ooh, I know what you should do next, but you're not doing it. <laughs> you have to, I, and this is me, at least I have to fight the urge to just hop in there. Right. To take, and over. take over. Yep. And so that's something I was learning last year. Probably that was one of my biggest lessons uh, in that way, just having to learn that over and over and over again. I don't know who said this, Josh. Maybe you remember the author of this quote, but he said, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Yeah, I think that was Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's from his book, Somehow I Manage. Yeah, Somehow I Manage, <laughs> chapter two. Well, that's awesome. One of the lessons I learned, Josh, uh, on the subject of social issues. We all live in, in communities, both in church communities, in, in broader civic communities. And this has really been a lesson that I've learned over a couple of years, but it really was cemented in my mind what I learned from it this last year. And that was, I articulated this way, an ounce of diligence in what you can control is worth a pound of opinion in the things you can't. Mm-hmm. We're so pressured by the age of technology to have an opinion on everything, to feel certain ways about things. And if you don't feel that way, and you're constantly being recruited by all sides of every subject. But the truth is, if Josh and I sat here and had a huge disagreement on some political issue or on some social issue, on something we couldn't affect at all, it matters very little. Right. And there's a lot of disagreement and energy being spent on things we can't control instead of looking at the things our hands can actually touch. And so that's been a big lesson for me as it relates to interacting in my community is what is my actual sphere of influence? Mm -hmm. What is it that I can actually go and make better because an ounce of that is worth a pound of opinion or outrage on something that I have no control over. And that's also led to some strategies that I've had to undertake in my own interaction in the social spheres, particularly in social media and with technology. You know, investing my time and my energy in the things that I can actually put my hand to and make better. Mm-hmm. So that was a big lesson for me. Something else I learned this year along those lines was that I just don't have to get involved in everything. Right. I don't have to speak to everything. And uh, I'm, I've pretty much just determined now, I'm not going to. It's not necessary. I'm not an authority on much of anything. So really, people don't need to hear my opinion on everything out there. It's okay to listen sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to hear others. You learn, learn a lot more when you just listen. Ah, that's a, that's so. a huge <laughs> lesson there, man. 
What else, Clay? What else did you learn this year? The other thing I have here that I learned, this was a relationship lesson. And this is a lesson that I've learned before, but sometimes you get away from and some, some additional things happen in your life and it cements it back in your heart and mind how important it is. Uh, in relationships, I, I learned you can only love others the way that they truly need to be loved if you love them as a gift and not as part of an exchange. And this is kind of a relationship lesson, I guess. But sometimes we approach relationships because we need things. We need companionship. We need love. We need to feel appreciated or noticed. That's but more if, of a transaction, though, than a relationship. A, but that's a transaction, yeah. yes. You're, you're approaching it from a place of need. And we do need those things. This is the quandary. We do need those things. But we don't get those things in its fullness by going to our relationships for that purpose alone. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the verse where it says, blessed is the man that uh, hungereth and thirsteth after righteousness. It's like blessed there means you, you'll, you'll live a fulfilled and happy life. Like the, the man who's actually fulfilled in his meaning is not the one who's searching after happiness and fulfillment. Like you don't get happy by seeking happiness. You, get, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you find happiness by seeking something besides your own happiness. And, and that is obviously in the, in the text, righteousness. You, you hunger and thirst after righteousness. You hunger and thirst after God. And I think we find the same principle at work in our relationships often. If, you, if, if what you need is, is love and companionship and relationship, which God did make us for those things, you don't find it by primarily going to your relationships seeking to find it. You, you find it by going to relationships, giving love as a gift, mm-hmm. not expecting or, or demanding anything in return. And so we often go into relationships me-centered, not you-centered. Uh, and that's not the way Jesus loved. If, if, if we're able to go into our relationships saying, as Jesus did, I came not to be ministered to, but to minister, uh, which is to say, I'm here to serve you. Right. You'll end up with all the companionship and love that God means for you to have. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big lesson in relationships for me. Another lesson I learned this year, Clay, and I don't know how many more you have, but this will probably be my last one I share, is in, from a spiritual standpoint, uh, it's easy to professionalize your relationship with God, especially in roles like what we have. Yep. Uh, and it takes commitment, discipline, determination to actually walk with God, to know God, not just to know more that you can give to other people. Mm. And I don't know that I'll ever outgrow that one because of how my mind works, but that's something that the Lord really taught me this year was spend time with him to know him, not to uh, fill your toolbox, if you will, with more things to throw at other people. That's something I learned this year as well. Yeah. Make God an end in himself for you as a personal pursuit, not just as a professional pursuit. Of because course. it's so easy to just be like, oh yeah, I read my Bible today and guess what? I got this nugget and I'm going to preach the fire out of this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Vocational ministry turns your, even your personal walk with the Lord and your devotional life into something that can be channeled to, to, to benefit ministry. And there's certainly nothing wrong with getting preaching topics and motivation from your devotional time. In fact, you probably should from time to time, but that shouldn't be the end of what you're doing. And that's something I had to really, there were times this year that I had to be reminded of that was I'm not sitting down every day to read the Bible because I have a sermon I need to preach, but because I just... I need to know Jesus. <laughs> That's very important. That can sometimes, I think, lead to, especially with people in vocational ministry, it can lead us to approach congregations thinking, it, you've seen this in churches, I know, because I have, 
where we judge people's uh, relationship with God or we look at their spiritual development simply as how engaged are they in the ministries of the church. And maybe we do that sometimes because that's how we have gotten into a, that's how we have started acting. That's how we have started operating where my whole relationship with God is ministry. That's not the case at all. There's so much of a person's relationship with God that that exists outside the context of engagement at church and ministry. Your relationship with your wife has a lot to do with your relationship with God. Your relationship with your children has a lot to do with talking to your family over a dinner table, connecting with your wife on a date night, um, throwing a football in the yard with your kids, working at your secular job and doing a great job. All of that has to do with the relationship with God and none of it has anything to do with ministry. So ministry is a big part of how we serve, how we reach the community, how we like ministry is our organized efforts to serve God and to minister to one another and to the, to the community around us. But ministry is not God. Right. And so sometimes I think we, we just reduce God like you're talking about to ministry. And when we do that, like you're saying, we start to professionalize our entire relationship with God. And then sometimes we unintentionally start putting that on other people. Hey, we, I reduce somebody's spiritual development to how many ministries are they involved in? How many services have they attended? Not that those things aren't important. Of course they are, but they should be, those things should be the outflow of their relationship with God. Not, not the entire relationship. with yeah. God. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think some of that would be connected to the fact that, a lot of what we do, well, not a lot, but some of what we do in ministry in America is so um, corporatized in a way. And so when we see someone that's not, quote, adding value to the ministry, we think, oh, they just don't love God. Yeah, we're we're counting souls as pro- units of production, you know, like, hey, and, and there's nothing wrong with having good administrative skills. But man, sometimes I feel that I've sometimes come into church looking for units of production and judging the success of a weekend or of a month at the church based on the production rather than on the spiritual development of the the actual full picture of the spiritual development of a soul. Mm -hmm. And I would think as, as a person walks with Jesus, especially as a minister, you walk with Christ to know Christ. I think that kind of leaning towards, you know, what was produced by people this weekend would probably be diminished because of a growth in grace. And you'd give people a lot more uh, room, I guess, to grow in their own walk with God. Because some people may not even be there yet. They may not even be ready to step up and serve in a capacity in church yet for reasons we don't know. But Oh, yeah. How many people are in the process of restoring a broken marriage or rectifying a relationship with a child or or dealing with deep sins in their heart and working through the process of the Holy Spirit, bringing sanctification and repentance in them. And there's no outward manifestation of that. That's going to be visible on a Sunday morning, at least very little, if any. And that does not mean that God's not doing a great work in them. So I agree with you hundred percent. Not, not perfect. When you said not professionalizing our relationship with God, that's huge. It's a good lesson. I have only one other lesson. It just came to my mind. And that is, In my personal life, I've learned, especially back really towards the end of last year, that espresso is an amazing coffee drink that I need to explore more. (laughs) 
Big lesson. Yeah, huge lesson. So big massive. Le- so big lesson for 2021 <laughs> and goal for 2022. Is that yes, what I'm hearing? Yes, that's exactly what you're hearing. So goals for this year, Josh. Obviously, you have the espresso thing. <laughs> One goal, this is sort of niche and specific, mm-hmm. but I want to grow in my understanding of the early church. Yes. I've really been thinking about the relationship between Acts and the epistles and the book of Acts and the letters that Paul wrote to, to Timothy and Titus and to the churches. And I really want to grow in my understanding of the relationship between all of them. I hear sometimes people talk about an, a particular epistle and can, can contextualize it in Acts just at recall. Yeah. And I know that's pretty, a pretty aggressive goal. I don't, that won't happen in a year, but I want to grow in my understanding of it. I want to read more specifically in that. I've actually started a Bible reading plan that's specifically about the early church. And I want to grow in that area this year. That's one big thing of mine that I'm excited about. Yeah, that's huge. What else you got? I would say the big goal this year, if I could say one big goal this year, it's to be very proactive about my time. Mm. So I know that's kind of broad, but to give it some some more substance. I pack a lot of things into my week, but oftentimes from week to week, my each week looks a little different and I'm just chasing the, the greasy oil or, the, or I should say the squeaky wheel with the grease. Mm. I'm not being as proactive with my time. So I'm just doing, I'm, I'm, I'm behaving reactively. You're following kind of the urgent instead of necessarily important. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm completely acting in react mode instead of proactive mode. Mm-hmm. So I want to budget time consistently. I'd like my weeks to look more similar going forward. Not that there won't be changes and, yeah. and differences, but I want them to look more similar because I'm more disciplined and more proactive with how my, how, how my time is spent. I'm doing all of the things I, I want to be doing. The things I'm doing, I'm capped out. I really, I'm saying no to a lot of things because sure. I, I have in this stage of my life, several kids and a wife, church ministries, a job. I got a lot going on. Yeah. This podcast. Uh, I have all the things I'm doing with what I want to be doing. I just want to be proactive with the time I spend with it. And more, I think doing that will make me more judicious in getting rid of some stuff that maybe I'm sucked into doing Mm -hmm. that I really don't have time to be doing. Do you have any, if I can just go there, uh, like, do you, have you started to develop any systems that you're, you're wanting to implement? Yes. Believe it or not, uh, I've removed some apps from my phone and I'm not going, I've not, I've decided not to discontinue entirely the use of those apps, but there's going to be a specific time of day where I access those apps. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, the, the temptation in, when you're doing this kind of process is to be like, oh, I don't need any time for this. I don't need any time for this. And you just schedule complete productivity for the entire time you're awake. That's not real life. No. You need time to, to not think at all or to just let your mind think on whatever, mm-hmm. just to decompress, to enjoy to whether it's sitting outside in a lawn chair or having a cup of coffee or whatever. And so, but I want to be proactive about budgeting that time in too. And that's not the time to scroll on my phone. Sure. That's, that's real. That's not actually refreshing. I mean, science is telling us, we know that's not refreshing. Yeah. So just being very proactive about some of that. That's one example, uh, actually picking time for technology mm-hmm. instead of letting technology, because you know, as well as I do technology, if you're, if you don't have, if you're not proactive about it, it seeps into every moment Yes, and everything you're doing all the time. Anything else for your goals this year, Clay? That you Those are share? the big ones. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I have, uh, I want to turn 30 this year. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I have some fitness goals that I'm I'm kind of playing close to the vest with because um, they're rather ambitious. So I'm just kind of keeping them to myself. <laughs> uh, only a handful of people know about those. So uh, if you think about me out there, just uh, pray for me on that. And um, outside of that, just kind of, I kind of keep some of the same goals every year, read a lot of books, um, you know, be consistent in my my fitness and health routine. But one of my goals that uh, I'm working towards every week is I want to get to the point where I'm memorizing one verse of scripture every week. Uh, I have a, I get on an accountability phone call every Tuesday with a buddy of mine in Tennessee. And that's it, that we do this as part of our accountability checkup that's every awesome. week. So I want to, if essentially by the end of the year, I'd like to be able to have memorized intentionally, you know, roughly 52 verses uh, this year. So that's basically, that's one of my big, big goals for the year. And that would, the end goal is to make that into a habit, not just to memorize for the year, but to make memorization of scripture, something I do con- consistently. So that's all I really got. I know it's not a lot, but that's where I'm at, man. That's awesome. I do have very modest fitness goals, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really it goes back to the time thing for me. It's not that I'm not exercising is that I'm doing it inconsistently because I'm in react mode a lot. So I think being proactive will help me with that. I'm the kind of person that if I could see something, I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I try to do it and I, I fail. So that's why I'm, I'm playing that one close to the chest. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to put it all out there and end up failing. Well, Clay, let's talk about the podcast. What did we learn last year in the podcast in our first year ever of podcasting? The first lesson I learned is don't start one. That's exactly <laughs> what I learned. <laughs> oh, there were a lot of work. I'm totally kidding. Because um, it's been so worth the conversations. Mm-hmm. It has been a lot of work. And the growth and learning that I've done since the beginning of 2021 uh, in the last year on the topics we've covered. Yeah. I, I can't even really put into words what that studying has done for me, what talking to you about these topics has done for me what talking to the guests we've had on Mm -hmm. those conversations were, were incredibly rich and powerful in my life. So the development and the growing that I've done has been awesome. So I was totally kidding about the lesson of not starting one. Yeah. But the one big lesson that I took into my break, you know, into the break we just took. And I didn't think about it until I was in the middle of that break. And that is realizing that this podcast is a journey. It's not a destination. Mm hmm. So in other words, we didn't start the podcast because we've arrived or because we know something that we have, like we got something we need to tell everyone. Right. We started it to have, as we said from the beginning, to have meaningful conversations around the things that matter the most so that we could learn and hopefully help others that are on this journey with us to learn as well. And so that's one thing that I think is the one big lesson. I only really have one lesson I learned from the podcast, and that is I want to speak humbly. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that we can't be confident about truth. We can. But I think we're going to look back on this podcast one day if we listen to it and go, oh man, you know, we had so much to learn. Yeah. And that's going to be fun. But I think we'll do ourselves a favor in the future by by speaking humbly, realizing this is a journey and this is about growing and developing and becoming what God wants us to be. Yeah. I think one of the big takeaways I got from this last year podcasting wise is just have fun with it. And, you know, it's a podcast, like who cares? Just have fun, (laughs) have conversations. 
don't take yourself so seriously. And I don't think we take ourselves very seriously here all the time. I mean, if you listen to our last episode of season one, you know, that's the truth. But uh, yeah, just have fun with it. We don't have to do this. We get to do this. We get to have fun doing right. it. So heck, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> yep. Which Josh brings us to our goals for this year for the podcast. So one of the big goals, and Josh actually spearheaded this, and that is we want to do shorter episodes. Yes, the inten- the tenacious pursuit of the 35-minute episode. That's Josh's repeated refrain with me. The tenacious pursuit of the 35-minute episode. So that is going to be a goal of ours. Listening audience, that's going to be hard, and you're going to have to bear with us, but we will get there. Yeah, it's. I think the one time we will deviate from this yes. the most is when we have a guest yeah, on because I'm not shutting down some of these people we got on. If they're dropping bombs and, and great yeah. truth, we're just going to let them talk. So we will probably divert from this occasionally when we have these guests on, but we are going to do our best to do 35 minute episodes. And I think part of that goal is that it forces us to be a little more intentional in the things that we're talking about, a little yes. more structured, a little more planned out. Uh, from our standpoint, there were times last year we'd come together and be like, what are we going to say? <laughs> and have like really rough outlines. Uh, but I think, and I do think our content this year is going to help us with that. Yes. Because of what we're going to be talking about. It's already kind of pre-structured yeah, for us. Yeah, just so you guys know, we have the we have the topics for almost the entire year. Yeah, the entire season is pretty much mapped out. Yeah, season two is ready to go. We got all the prep to do, but we're but we're ready. We've got the topics. Yep. Ready to go. All we have to do is prep, sit down and hit record and we should be good to go. So that's one of our big goals this year, the tenacious pursuit of 35 minute episodes. What else we got, Clay? Josh, we're going to be looking at some new sponsors this year. Mm -hmm. Be in prayer. If you're a supporter of the podcast, this is something that can really help us out. And uh, your participation in that would be awesome. So just stay tuned for that. That is one of our goals this year is to get to roll out some sponsors for the Young Baptist podcast. Now, that being said, we aren't selling out either. Like this isn't going to be us plugging, you know, our favorite brands every 15 minutes. (laughs) We're going to be pretty intentional about that. Things that are going to add value to your life as the listener, things that we would personally use and endorse. Uh, you know, we're not just going to pick any old random company yep. and partner up with them. This is going to be pretty, pretty intentional as yeah. we add these things. We want it to be something that's, that's a good fit with, with what we do and understand too, for the few seconds, every episode, whether it's 30 seconds or whatever it is that you listen to a small discussion about whatever product or whatever service or whatever website or whatever it is that we're introducing to you. It's a small sacrifice for us and for you to really help us take this thing up a few notches yeah. to really allow us to do additional things. So it's, it's, it's in the best interest of you and the podcast as a whole, because it will enable Josh and I to, to do increasingly more things and offer that to the young Baptist podcast community. No one likes to talk about money is the fact of the matter, but you do have to have money to make a podcast yep. continue. And, um, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So we're excited about that. We also are excited about rolling out, a special offer for for our donors. Talk about this, Josh. What are we doing? Yeah, Clay. So we're starting up this basically community, if you will. Um, if you are able to and and you'd like to donate five dollars a month to the podcast, we are gonna set up this separate community just for you. And inside this community, 
just kind of a quick overview. Um, there's going to be, we're going to have uh, monthly communication via email talking about the direction that we're heading with the show, uh, like book recommendations, what we're reading right now. Um, we're going to be including a monthly AMA episode, Ask Me Anything, uh, based upon the questions that you as community members um, submit. Like I said, it's $5 a month or more is where we're going to uh, be targeting for that. And then you'll be able to access this directly from the, the website here in just a couple of weeks as we're you know, still rolling out some of these details. Yeah, I'm super excited about this, Josh, because this is going to give us some direct contact. You know, we're going to do a special episode each month for that community. Yep. And ask me anything episode. Like, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited, you know, to... And we'll we'll continue to add perks along the way. This yeah. is just how we're going to get started. These are just some of, some of the, the main things. There are other little things we've talked about that we don't want to just necessarily put out there on the air because what if we can't deliver those kind of things, but, uh, they'll be, they'll be advantageous to you for sure. If you choose to, to join the community. Yeah. And if you want to give a one-time gift, you can do that as well. And if you're willing to give $60 or more as a one-time gift, that's the same as if you had a $5 recurring gift for the entire year. So you will also be included. If you do $60 or more as a one-time gift, you'll also be included in that, uh, Young Baptist Podcast community. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We're trying, Josh and I together are trying to raise $1,500 this year. Uh, that's our goal. And anything you would be willing to do to help us out with that would be amazing. We'd be so grateful for it. Uh, and that will help us cover the cost of some equipment that we've purchased. It will help us continue to advance what we're doing through our website and through our platforms. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. And you can access all of that, like I said, on our website or in the episode notes for this show. There's a link down there that gives you an opportunity to support the podcast. It'll be available. Um, we should have the the uh, the $5 donor tier that we're talking about. That should be live when you're listening to this episode. If not, give us a couple days and it'll be up there. Shoot us a message if you don't see it uh, and we'll make sure that we get that going. Yeah, so Josh, you'll get special access to those Ask Me Anything episodes, you'll get regular emails about our upcoming content and ways for you to give us feedback on that and additional perks as we go along. So that's just the that's just starting out with, like we said, it could be more going forward, but that's something you'll get right away. Yep. We're excited about putting that community together and getting that started. Josh, talk to us. Give us a little snippet, a little preview of what we're going to be talking about coming up. Yeah, so over the next several weeks, we are going to begin the process of discussing the core doctrines of our faith, several different core doctrines of our faith, um, taking uh, the next several weeks to go over that starting next week. And we'll be talking about the doctrine of the Bible, bibliology, uh, diving into why that's important, why it matters for you. And something that uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but you're go we're going to try and kind of change the way that we approach our episodes in that when we come out of the gate, you're going to know where we're headed and what the end goal is for you as the listener so that by the time we get to the end, uh, there'll be a little more structure to each episode instead of just like, here, here's the fire hydrant of information, whoosh, like intentionally <laughs> showing you where, where we're headed and letting you know so you can kind of track along with that goal as we go throughout. Yeah. And if you're sitting there thinking, wow, bibliology, what is like, what is that? And all of the Christian doctrines have words like this associated with it. But one of our original goals for our podcast was to take doctrinal ideas and boil it down and make it a conversation that any Christian 
could have. Yeah. And that's what we're excited about. We're going to take these big doctrines that support our entire faith and we're going to talk about it in very plain terms that people that any person sitting in a church pew can understand and talk about with their friends as well. So we're really excited about that. And we're going to try to continue to be extremely informational on the one hand, but also very practical on the other hand. So um, keep us in, uh, accountable to that. Keep us in check so that we make sure that we're not just giving information, we're putting handles on it so you can grab a hold of it and run with it yourself. Yeah, and we're, we'll, we may take small breaks through, as we go through these major Christian doctrines to talk about how that impacts a certain relevant area of Christian life or church life or something like that, or ministry life. We might do that, take little pit stops on how these big doctrines, as we talk about it, affect a particular area. But we're very excited about doing this. Uh, the large part of the first part of this year is going to be going through these major yep. Christian doctrines. So very excited about it. And we'll say this probably every episode, but we're not, we don't know everything. We're not experts. We're still learning and growing. And we just want to try and be a help to you guys, encouragement to you. And because truthfully, doctrine is supposed to push you closer to God anyways. And that's really what we want to do is we want to help help you in that in your journey in your relationship with Christ. There it is. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Also be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and review wherever you consume the content. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Young Baptist Pod. Check out our website, theyoungbaptistpodcast.com for more resource recommendations, our merch store, and to join our YBP community. 